Happy Aloha Friday, everybody, and welcome back to the CO2 Rundown. I'm Chad Owens, and as always, we've got a very exciting show for you guys today. Uh, I want to give a huge shout out to our sponsors, Mercedes-Benz of Honolulu, Windows Hawaii, Hawaiian Telecom, and Long's Drugs for being part of the show. And I want to thank you for tuning in. Guys, let's dive on in to the first quarter. In the NFL, there's been some shuffling around with scheduling as well as players. Uh, the game that was supposed to have taken place last night between the Chiefs and the Bills got moved to Monday. So that's going to be a stacked doubleheader with the Chiefs and Bills as well as the Cardinals and the Cowboys uh, filling in the Monday night football games. Um, you know, let's talk about the Chiefs and Bills first of all. The Chiefs, I believe, just got better with the uh, addition of running back Le'Veon Bell, who recently got released from the New York Jets this week. Um, you know, you could tell that there was some internal um, friction there between the organization, uh, not sure if the coaches or one particular coach and the player. Um, you know, but in that, that type of situation, uh, you know, you can only assume that, you know, somebody was unhappy. Uh, but look, I think the Chiefs are extremely happy. They got a top-tier running back in Le'Veon Bell. And if Bell can keep his composure and keep his cool, he's got a chance to go, go win a Super Bowl. You know, you got the MVP uh, and reigning Super Bowl champs in the Chiefs. And look, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, that offense, I think, complements Le'Veon Bell, and Le'Veon Bell complements that offense tremendously well. So I'm looking forward to seeing him play. I hope he plays uh, on Monday night. Uh, and talking about the other game, the Cardinals, uh, who's playing very well this year, and the Cowboys, who's just been struggling. And again, unfortunate circumstances with Dak Prescott uh, with that season-ending injury. But on the positive side of that, uh, Dak Prescott took to social media and you know, shared that his surgery was very successful. He's in good spirits. Um, you know, I don't know if you guys were falling, but he got an outpour of support, literally, like moments after he got injured. Uh, you know, I think as a player, that's the biggest sign of respect uh, that you can get is from your peers. And everyone across the league, everyone in the sports world was showing love. You know, I had to show some love, um, you know, because we all know as athletes and as competitors, you know, the last thing you, you, you want to have is a, is a devastating injury. You know, we never think about it. You know, we try not to think about it, um, but when it happens, you know, it's unfortunate. But to get that kind of support, I think, was huge, and that speaks volumes uh, to the type of player and more so the type of person and the kind of an impact that Dak has made on, uh, you know, everyone. So, awesome, guys. Look, that wraps up the first quarter. Let's jump on in to the second. Steven Sai from our Star Advertiser Sports team has a story today on the University of Hawaii men's basketball team's first practice of 2020. Much like the football team, things will be structured with 30 practices over the next six weeks. They can only have 20 hours of workouts a week. And of course, the protocols are in place for COVID-19. This is an interesting team with a lot of new faces. Everyone talks about how athletic these guys are, but being athletic 
and being good basketball players aren't always the same thing. So we'll see what happens. Catch the rest of that story in today's paper. You guys should also be on the lookout for this upcoming Sunday's paper where Ferd Lewis is going to write on how Coach Graham might be making a lot of money at nearly $800,000, but it's still low. I'm thinking, man, that's low? Hmm. Anyway, that's still low on the coach's totem pole for the Mountain West Conference. Um, you know, in fact, of the 12 coaches in the conference, Coach Graham is 10th um, on the pay scale. The reason he agreed to a low salary is because he's still getting some of that Arizona State money. Uh, so not a bad deal for Coach Graham. Uh, you know, this is just a preview to the story, so be sure to check out Sunday's Honolulu Star Advertiser for more on this. And speaking of jobs, Star Events and Ultra Staffing present a virtual career expo on Wednesday and Thursday of next week that will allow employers and job seekers to connect in a safe environment. The event runs from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. on October 21st and from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on October 22nd at hawaiicareerexpo.com. The event is free for attendees, but registration is highly recommended. So again, make sure you guys check in at hawaiicareerexpo.com. And guys, that wraps up the second. And going into halftime, look, I've been getting very excited uh, of this University of Hawaii football season to kick off. I'm just going to be honest. Uh, Being that I've been away playing ball myself for the last 14, 15 years, and then 16 on top of that from the last couple of years that, that I haven't been playing but haven't been here, you know, it's Friday, so it's like a flashback Friday for me, and so I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about uh, my time coming in to the University of Hawaii and preparing, you know, for my first season, so let's go. All right, I mean, wow, uh, where do I even begin? Uh, I'm going to try to tell this, uh, you know, in, in a condensed uh, way uh, as much as I can. You know, I'm going to start off by talking about, you know, Hawaii football, college football, and being a kid, you know, wanting to be in that environment. You know, I remember going to the University of Hawaii games as a kid. Um, I just remember the fans. I remember the band I remember newspaper confetti being tossed, uh, you know, from everywhere in that stadium. I just remember it being loud. BYU rivalries, um, so much excitement around the game and around the team. You know, it's 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 Hawaii's pro team. Uh, so that was my childhood sort of like motivation to want to get there. And I said, I'm gonna play in the stadium one day. You know, and I believe I think every kid sort of has that dream in there as they're at those games. It's like you're, you're amazed, it's like wow. You know, you start visualizing yourself being that guy. Um, you know, and 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 for me, I think going through the process. Um, you know, as a young athlete coming up, playing all sports, going to Roosevelt, going through that process, playing all sports, and really sort of excelling the most at football. Um, you know, I saw college in my future, or at least I wanted it. 
And, you know, thankfully enough, it's, it's crazy because today, uh, you know, uh, I, I put out, actually, sorry, um, yesterday I put out a throwback Thursday post about my time at, at the University of Hawaii, you know, getting my first print ads as a, as a, as a player, you know, I was on like this, the cover of the season ticket thing, you know, it's pretty cool seeing your picture uh, on something like that. Uh, so I was just telling a story on that post about how I was thankful to have had one of the best quarterbacks in the state. You know, Chad Kapanui was my quarterback at Roosevelt, and he actually, he got a scholarship to the University of Hawaii, and June Jones and, and Coach Ron Lee came down to watch him throw, and I was the receiver that was catching for him, you know, so I went out there diving, you know, trying to make an you know, impression, and thankfully enough, I caught the, the eyes of, of Coach Ron Lee and Coach Jones and was added to that year's uh, walk-on list and made it. Last guy added, check this out, last guy added to training camp roster that year. Um, you know, so, so I get that opportunity to walk on and, you know, red shirt my first year. But just being there, being at every game was, was, was mind-blowing, you know. Uh, being in that stadium, going through pregame. Uh, just a dream come true in itself. And then fast forward to being able to play the next year, getting my number called, and then the historic game against BYU in 2001 sort of literally kicked off my career uh, uh, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a rainbow warrior and really propelled, you know, propelled everything. The, the, my future of football from the rest of my college career to, my, to me getting drafted into the NFL, and you know having a long career in the CFL and ultimately you know doing all those things um you know it all started with a, with a dream and with uh you know that excitement as a kid being in that environment uh so I just want to encourage you know all the athletes out there you know hey continue to dream dream big um you know if you're a walk-on if you didn't get a if you didn't get a scholarship don't panic don't panic. You just got to work harder. You, know, you got to work hard anyway. Now just work harder and work harder than everybody. Right? And I want to encourage the fans. I want to encourage the people of Hawaii. You know, uh, we got to show love. Right? I'm hoping that there's going to, you know, they're going to allow some fans in the stadium to support the team this year. Um, you know, when their first home game does come. But if not, you know, whenever that time comes, when we're allowed back in that stadium to show love and show support, we need to pack that house just like that BYU game in 2001. That's my goal. I want every game to be like that so that those players can feel the energy that I felt. And the fans, you guys know what I'm talking about, the, the ones that were there. That energy flows through us all. When, when, we, when everyone's doing the wave, that's energy circling the stadium. And that's intimidation for the opposing team. So, look, that's the condensed version. I appreciate you guys so much. I can't thank the fans enough. I can't thank my fans enough. Uh, I can't thank all my teammates and coaches uh, enough for um, just for the years, man, and the memories. And I'm looking forward to uh, experiencing, uh, you know, this year and the future of Warrior Football. That's it for the halftime, guys. And... I just want to give another thank you to our sponsors for making this show possible. 
Mercedes-Benz of Honolulu, Hawaiian Telecom, Windows Hawaii, and Long's Drugs. All right, guys, let's jump on in to the third quarter. All right, into the MLB playoffs we go. It's getting down to the wire. Uh, the Atlanta Braves took a commanding 3-1 lead over the LA Dodgers, and the Houston Astros stayed alive and avoided elimination for the second time after defeating the Tampa Bay Ray 4-3. Carlos Correa delivered in the bottom of the ninth. He hit a home run, shot to center. Uh, you know, I know the Astros still got to win two more games, and the Tampa Bay Rays are thinking, hmm, we were up 3-0 in this series, and now it's 3-2, so it's going to be a very interesting next couple of games uh, for them. Uh, nonetheless, if the Rays do end up winning then and the Braves win, the World Series is starting next Tuesday. Guys, that wraps up the third quarter. Let's finish strong here on this, this Aloha Friday in the fourth. And then some NBA news, Tyron Liu has agreed to a five-year deal to replace Doc Rivers as the head coach of the LA Clippers. Uh, you know, as you all know, Ty Lue has had a lot of success as the head coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers, mainly while having LeBron James and that company uh, during his time there. Uh, Ty Lue served as an assistant in his last season with the Clippers, so it's a natural fit for him to step up uh, you know, to that, to that job being already being in the system. Uh, you know what? I think Ty Lue is going to bring you know, definitely some playoff experience. Uh, his experience playing with LeBron and a couple of those like guys that they had there. And having Paul George, uh, Kawhi Leonard, you know, I think he's going to, you know, somewhat have two superstars to, to, to sort of mold uh, and build around. And, you know, I think, I think in the NBA, um, you know, a lot of times, the, you know, the coaches are there to to guide, right? If you look at LeBron and what he did this year in LA, it was almost like, you know, not that he was the coach, but he's, he's a big voice in that team. Uh, so I think what's going to help Ty Lue out is having, you know, Kawhi Leonard, uh, his presence, because we all know Kawhi's a quiet guy. Uh, you know, Paul George may be a little bit more vocal, uh, but the biggest asset I think that he brings is his experience and his being around guys like LeBron James, and I think he probably learned a lot from, uh, you know, from the King over his time in Cleveland. Uh, so good luck to Ty Lue uh, and, and the Clippers going into the next year. Uh, good luck taking on the Lakers uh, next season. Anyway, guys, that wraps up today's show. Uh, so excited. Uh, it's the weekend. It's Aloha Friday, like I said. I hope you guys enjoyed the week, and I hope you guys are going to enjoy the weekend. I'll see you guys on Monday.